BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish Podcast for Independent Minds. Hello, hello. Story time. So it's the fall of 1980 and I am a freshman in college at Lehigh University. I am a yaffer. I am already the head of the campus college Republicans. I am devoted to the Reagan Bush ticket. I'm two weeks post uh, having served as a volunteer advance man for a visit that was made by then Ambassador Bush, because that was Papa Bush's title at the time, to a, a shift change at Bethlehem Steel. So I am like knee deep in all of this stuff. And I remember well, election night, I also recall, as many of you will recall, if you're of an age or, or perhaps because you're you're read in, even if you weren't paying attention then. But I also remember that the election that night, the fall of 1980, Reagan against Carter was called before everyone had finished voting on the West Coast. And it became a subject of some controversy. The race was called for Ronald Reagan while people on the West Coast were still casting ballots and it impacted down ballot voting. And I think that's a legitimate beef, right? That there are many members of Congress and and up and down the ballot, other elections that had not yet been decided. And perhaps you were on the West Coast. And now you said, well, why am I even going to go out to vote? Because it's already been determined who will win the presidency. Fast forward six years. I am now a uh, second, uh, third, actually, year law student at the University of Pennsylvania. But in my third year of law school, I'm now working full time for the former mayor of Philadelphia, Frank Rizzo, who had been a Democratic mayor of the city of Philadelphia, 71 to 75, 75 to 79. But now it's 1986 and Rizzo is running as a Republican to reclaim his old job. And I am his political director. And I am totally consumed with, and it's a full-time job for me, even though I'm a full-time student in law school. And so it was like nirvana. It was mana from heaven that when I had to sit for finals the spring of that year, I was in a First Amendment class and there was a one-question final. And the question on the final was essentially as follows. You're on a court called upon to decide the constitutionality of a law 
that would prevent the networks from calling elections before all the polls had closed. If there was one thing about which I could legitimately fill a blue book, it was in responding to that question, which I did. And then by that afternoon, I'm back out on the campaign trail. And I remember well having dinner with former Mayor Rizzo and our small team in a restaurant in South Philadelphia. That night, I think we were at Ralph's. And he said to me, the mayor said to me, how was your final today? And I told him the question. And, And he sort of, if you knew him, you would appreciate this. And people from Philly will have the image in their minds. He sort of closed his eyes and took a deep breath, puffed out his chest, and he said, unconstitutional. And it's kind of funny because he was he was high school educated and extremely street smart. But the world of filling a blue book in an Ivy League institution would have been totally foreign to Frank Rizzo. You know, he he would have assumed that all I needed to do was say constitutional or unconstitutional without then justifying my position. But by the way, in saying unconstitutional, he was correct which is what I said, and in that class earned my highest grade of all three years in law school, never having attended any of the lectures. Crazy, right? So all of that came rushing back to me last night as the Iowa caucus was called for Trump 30 minutes after it began. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. So all of that came rushing back to me last night as the Iowa caucus was called for Trump 30 minutes after it began. Normally, it's it's the Associated Press that everybody looks to for guidance. CNN actually beat the AP by one minute in projecting Trump as the winner. The network's projection, which I have for you, came from Jake Tapper. I'm used to seeing Wolf Blitzer in that role, uh, but it was Jake Tapper who uh, who gave the results to the viewers. All right, John King, we can now make a very important projection. CNN projects that Donald Trump will win the Iowa caucuses. CNN can make this projection based on his overwhelming lead in our entrance poll of Iowa caucus goers and some initial votes that are coming in. The former president pulling off over on uh, Fox. Brett Baer, after Fox had called it, uh, responded and explained. And then with Britt Hume, they had a little bit of repartee that I thought was of interest. Our panel, Britt Hume, Dana Prino, and Harold Ford Jr. You know, it's interesting for the call, Britt. Um, obviously, it happens very early. number of networks, including Fox, making that call. AP. We have AP, Associated Press. We have the Fox News voter analysis, along with the Associated Press, this rolling poll of caucus goers, as well as the raw total of votes coming in. Once that was overwhelming on the analysis of that, uh, we could make the call. In the caucuses, when the doors close for the caucuses, that is when the official time is to be able to characterize the race. And so that's how that develops that early. Again, there's a lot of controversy around it because people were inside and obviously had their phones. but that's how the rules go for Iowa. Well, and you also have to, you know, the reason why people worry about calling these races too soon is that in some places people haven't voted. That makes a lot of sense in a general election where people walk in, they catch a ballot, they leave. And if they hear about it ahead of time, they may decide not even to bother. But we're talking here about people come out on a cold night to gather at a caucus site and the doors have closed and nobody can get in, you know, and, and, and so their opportunity to vote remains. It's hard to believe that very many people would say, oh, my goodness, the race has been called. I'm going home. I don't think so. Sir. Yeah, I mean, I, I get Britt's point. I get his point. And by the way, CNN's explanation, quote, at the time of CNN's projection at 730, uh, 830 Central Time, the former president's broad lead in the entrance polls representative sample was statistically significant. By that time, votes had been reported in multiple counties and from several sample precincts, which also suggested a broad Trump lead and i understand the competition between all of them and wanting to be for i don't like it i don't like it i do understand that on a night like last night where there's there's one thing about which they are caucusing and deciding but as a general proposition i i i don't like it i i remember 1980 i'm not for a law because as i said and as mayor rizzo agreed i believe it would be unconstitutional i'm not looking for a law to get passed that precludes this but I just wish the process would be allowed to breathe a little bit. And, you know, those those folks had come out on a bitter, cold night. And I I think we owe it to them. to What is it? Another hour 
like the world couldn't wait another hour for the process to conclude. I might make it tomorrow's poll question. I might make it tomorrow's poll question. I've I've got a good poll question for today, though, and it is this. Is Donald Trump a more or less formidable candidate than he was in 2020? Is Donald Trump a more or less formidable candidate than he was in 2020? Gang, it could not have gone better for Trump. He broke 50 percent. He won 98 of 99 counties. And there's not a secure number two. Like if if Nikki Haley in particular had come out of there with a head of steam going to New Hampshire, which is well suited for her, it's probably the only state in the near future that is well suited for her, then that could have been a narrative. And the media is dying for there to be a fight, to have something to cover here other than saying, holy smokes, look at Donald Trump. It broke exactly as you would want it to break if you're Donald Trump. Ramaswamy gets out. He endorses Trump. Great. You know, no longer does he have to campaign for Trump part time while theoretically running himself. Now he can campaign for Trump full time. And as between DeSantis and Haley, they're lockstep at 20 percent and DeSantis edges her out. It, it was just ideally situated for 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 Donald Trump. DeSantis has nothing to brag about after visiting all 99 counties. And and Haley cannot say that she left Iowa with, as Bush 41 would have said, the big mo. So it really was a great win for Trump. What could you say if you want to be a Debbie Downer for Trump? I guess you could say, well, half the electorate wanted something other than Trump, and he's essentially an incumbent Republican president. And and I guess you could say, and the voting was was down last night, um, 110,000 caucused, 187,000 turned out to caucus in 2016, which was the last competitive election, but it was bitter cold. So there's a response to that. Like, yeah, people are freezing their asses off. Of course, fewer people came out last night. That's what I think in a nutshell about what went on uh, in Iowa. And, you know, Here's Trump now. As I speak, he's in Midtown Manhattan showing up at the E. Jean Carroll trial. Why? I, I, I'm trying to wean myself off of saying that Donald Trump has been able to firmly take control of the nomination process despite being four times indicted. It's not, it's not despite. It's because. And that's proven by the fact that he's detouring going from Iowa to New Hampshire by going to New York City because it is all to his advantage. Gang, two data points, two data points that you need to know about Iowa. And it's not that Trump broke 50 percent, you know, literally, I guess, with 51 percent of the vote. It's these two findings in exit surveys. Ready? Finding number one. Is Trump fit to be president if convicted? Sixty three percent. Of those Republican voters in the Iowa caucus said yes. Let's call it two-thirds. Two-thirds of those who voted say, even if convicted, he's fit to to serve. And and two-thirds said President Biden, separate question, didn't legitimately win the 2020 election. Seven in ten of those supported Donald Trump. Two-thirds of caucus voters say that Biden didn't legitimately win the 2020 election. So in certain media outlets, 
where it's all about the threat to democracy and Trump claims there was fraud and there have been 60 court cases and don't you know, none of them found any fraud. And Biden comes to Bluebell, Pennsylvania, not Valley Forge, and delivers a January 6th set of remarks and much of the country like looks at this and said, yes, Trump's a threat to know what you're dealing with. You're dealing with half the country Two-thirds of caucus goers said more specifically, they don't think Biden won the, the election legitimately. And even if Trump is convicted in one of these upcoming trials, they still say that he's fit to be president of the United States. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. NetSuite.com slash Smirconish. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Hey, gang, turning our attention now back to the result of the Iowa caucus and looking forward to the New Hampshire primary a week from today, I want to read you a paragraph authored by my next guest. The new contours of this once muddled contest emerged as the campaign moved from Iowa to New Hampshire, wasting no time. Mr. Trump, Mr. DeSantis and Ms. Haley all have high profile events planned in New Hampshire Tuesday night, kicking off what promises to be a brisk one week campaign leading to the first in the nation primary Next Tuesday, Adam Nagorny wrote those words. He is a national political reporter for The New York Times. And you'll remember, 
author most recently of a fabulous book called The Times, How the Newspaper of Records Survives Scandal, Scorn, and the Transformation of Journalism. Adam, thank you so much for coming back to the program. What stands out from last night? What was your takeaway from Iowa? Um, I guess the two things that stand out are, one, in a weird way, how unexpected it was. And as much as we tried in advance to sort of pump up the you know, mystery, it wasn't that much of a surprise. Um, the fact of the matter is that Trump really romped here. He really won by a lot. And people will try to come up with the two be sure, you know, t- turnout was low and almost 50 percent of the people voted against him. But he got more than 50 percent. And and Michael, I think even more important than that is that there is no clear not Trump candidate out of this. I mean, Haley and uh, DeSantis came in so close to each other and so far behind that they're a long way from presenting themselves as a candidate that people who don't want Trump, that Republicans who don't want Trump can rally around. So it was all in all just a terrific night. You know, it's funny you say it that way, because I, too, feel it could not have broken better for him if someone had come out of Iowa in a firm number two. Haley in particular, then you'd say, hey, you know, maybe there's a race here. You go to New Hampshire. The table is set much better for her in New Hampshire than it is in Iowa. But if you combine Haley and DeSantis, it's still a Trump victory. That's right. That's right. That's right. I I don't see any good news for Republicans who don't want Trump as their their nominee. Um, Even the sort sort of small fact that Haley, after all the early, some early polling, and speculation was going to come in second place. Even the fact that she didn't, I think, dampens whatever momentum she has. And momentum, momentum does count in a race like this going into New Hampshire. And the thing with DeSantis, who coming in second place, well, now what, right? He's not going to win New Hampshire, I don't think. He's not going to win South Carolina. I mean, all power to him. He should keep, he should keep going hard until he wants to stop. But I just don't see any place else where he can win. This was his state. Iowa was his state. And he, so, got, and he got trounced there. So, Adam, how about... You know, the polling data about what's on the minds of the people who cast ballots in in Iowa, roughly the same number, two thirds on each of the following questions. Is Trump fit to be president if convicted? They say yes. And two thirds of caucus goers said President Biden didn't legitimately win the 2020 election, which says to me every time the media outlets that you and I are associated with, one in print, one in television, you know, remind of January 6th and what went on, it's helping Trump. Um, I think that's right. It's certainly helping him with his face, right? This is obviously, we here in Iowa, we're obviously in the heart of the Trump base. So Republican MAGA voters, I mean, it, it gives you a really, a really good portrait of where they are today and the support that Trump has today. I think the thing to keep in mind is, that's a certain percentage of the American electorate. It's not 50 percent. It's probably a good deal less than 50 percent. And, you know, I'm flying out of Iowa today. I don't think I'll be back there for four years. This will not be a contested state in the general election. But nonetheless, it shows um, where his voters stand. And I think the other thing it shows is that they are very, very loyal and powerful in the support for Trump. He doesn't have to work that hard to get to get them out. So let's look forward, even if she has a moment a week from tonight. Can Nikki mm-hmm. Haley really put together a path that that denies Donald Trump the nomination? I mean, it's then on to South Carolina where the numbers are not on her side. Yeah, you know, it's funny, Michael. If you and I were having this conversation two days ago, I would have said, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure now. Like, 
even if she wins New Hampshire, and I don't think there's any reason to expect that. It could happen. We've seen those kind of flips in New Hampshire before. I, I still don't see how she does it. I just think there's too much support for Trump. There's too many more states coming up with primaries slash caucuses with his kind of voters. She's in a really tough place. Um, I, I have to say, I saw her here a couple of times, and I think that as a candidate, she is an impressive candidate. I mean, you've probably seen that on the debates. But I think that maybe she's a candidate for 2028 rather than 2024. But he's his standing now among likely primary voters nationwide has risen to 69 percent. In May, it was 58, 58 percent. It just mm-hmm. his lock becomes more and more firm on the GOP electorate. That's why I say even if she has a, a passing moment and I know the media would love to see it because it would be fun True. to cover. But I don't I don't think True it long term happens. And the other thing for what you just said is the more you see numbers like this, the more you see results like we had here, polling that shows Trump dominating the party, the more everyone gets behind him. You see it in Congress. You're going to see it, I think, with many, many contributors. There's going to be less and less of Republican, of Republican infrastructure resisting him from now on. So it makes it just that much harder for her or DeSantis, but really her, to build the kind of anti-Trump movement that at one point she thought she might be able to do. Any thoughts from Adam Nagorny on the controversy? I'm not sure how large it is. I know Ron DeSantis is upset about it, that 31 or so minutes after the caucuses began, they were called for Donald Trump. Yeah, I I want to be careful careful here not to criticize my friends at CNN. I'm a, a big fan of that crowd. Speaking for myself, I would be a little bit uncomfortable calling an election based on entrance polls and a few results before everyone else had voted. I mean, call me old fashioned. Um, but when I saw the DeSantis people objecting to that, you know, I know that the voters were all in the room and they were locked in the room. I don't know if they were really locked, but, um, you know, people have not really voted yet. And I just, I don't know. I have a strong feeling that we should just wait and let people vote. Um, you know, it reminds me of the dispute a couple of years ago is, do you call a presidential election before the West Coast states have finished voting, voting right? Because the time change and you have the early results from the East Coast and the middle of the country. I don't think you should. I just don't think you should. I mean, I, mean, I, know, I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. And I'm old enough to remember. I mean, 1980, I, I remember when when the, the race was called for Ronald Reagan and folks on the West Coast were still voting. And although this was not an issue last night in 80, it affected down ballot races. Why am I going to come out and vote for Congress only right. if the top of the ticket has been decided? You know, last night was the presidential election. But I feel the same way that you do. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I forgot about that 80 result. That's a really, really, really good point. Um, no, I just think people should be allowed to vote. I get the competitive thing, but we all knew Trump was going to win, and it's just who, who's going to be first in calling it. And I, 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 I do not disagree with some of the concerns that the DeSantis folks raised about how we, the media, acted on this last night. How about the fact that in route to New Hampshire today, he first was in New York City and making an appearance at the E. Jean Carroll latest trial, he wouldn't be there unless he viewed that, in my opinion, as a campaign event, as an extension of the campaign that, you know, the system is he's under attack from the system writ large. So I, I think he looks at the numbers where, where people think that the Republicans think that he's being victimized and he's playing that very effectively. I think that's a really good point. And I think um, the polling shows that certainly among Republican voters, uh, I should say Trump Republican voters, that. The, the sense of him being persecuted rather than prosecuted about these prosecutions being sort of an example of the government going after him helps him. 
So I do think that he gets some benefit with his voters from doing it. I also think in a way like today, Tuesday, this sort of snapshot of him zooming out of New Hampshire, excuse me, zooming out of Iowa last night to go to a trial Tuesday morning and then heading to New Hampshire for a town hall with voters. That kind of tells you the whole Trump campaign for the next eight months ahead. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty rich. A final, but I agree with you. Yes, sir. A final thought from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution today, because you earlier made reference to how it plays with his base and with Republicans. But, of course, there'll be a general election if it's Biden and if it's Trump. And we want to pay attention to New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Arizona, New Mexico, and Georgia. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution says President Biden trails Trump by eight percentage points points in a hypothetical rematch as of today. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I see this. The one thing I would say, I've been thinking about this a lot, as Trump sort of comes out more, we've all been focusing mainly on, on Biden over these past six months. And when I saw Trump last night giving his victory speech, when I saw him giving his rally after he arrived at the hotel here in, in, um, in Des Moines, I think people are going to re- be reminded of this choice and who Trump is. So I don't think it'll be that close, but without being predictive, because we've learned, never do that. I just think it's a little early to try to do these kind of horse race polls. You know, elections are choices, and no one seems to like this choice. Biden is phenomenally unpopular. But at the end of the day, when people are going to look again at Trump, who many people voted against last time, versus Biden, you know, we'll see. I mean, I just think we should be careful taking a look at those horse race numbers now. It's yeah. such an odd election. It's a good point. And we have no idea what's about to unfold. Adam Nagorny right. wrote a terrific book, The Times, How the Newspaper of Records Survives Scandal, Scorn, and the Transformation of Journalism. By the way, it's a book club podcast release of mine. So do yourself a favor, go for a walk and take that podcast episode with you. Adam, thank you. Safe travels back from uh, Iowa. We appreciate it. Okay, my pleasure. Good talking to you, Michael. Talk soon, I hope. Thank you, sir. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.